I was about five or six years younger than Casey. Um, one of my favorite memories that I have of her is that she treated me like I was her baby. Um, she would always try to tote me around on her hip and show me off to everybody and try to take care of me, but she was always wanting to hold me like I was her baby. Um, my mother has got a home video of her at my first birthday party and I'm sitting there in my high chair and everybody's singing happy birthday to me and Casey's over to my left and while everybody's singing happy birthday there's Casey right next to me with her finger in the side of the cake just slowly wiping her finger through the cake and putting it up to her mouth and licking the icing. Um, she did it about four or five times and you can hear all the adults in the background giggling because they saw her but she didn't think anybody could see her and she's just steadily just licking her finger and going back for more and that's something that I, I will always cherish and I miss her dearly. Hey this is Casey's cousin Josh. Casey just want to let you know that we love you and uh, we miss you very much. Happy birthday. My name is Lindsay McDaniel and I am Casey's youngest cousin on her father's side. I was I think maybe nine when my parents came home and sat my sister and I down and told us that Casey was missing. I didn't really understand what that meant at the time. I remember that Casey loved coming to our grandma's house and we loved her being there, playing outside, eating cupcakes. One year for Christmas, my grandmother made uh, my sister Casey and I these three beautiful dolls. Um, they had beautiful dresses and jewelry, and I remember being really jealous because I liked Casey's a lot more than mine, and Casey was nice enough to let me play with it. Um, Casey's disappearance has been one of the biggest heartaches and tragedies our families had to endure. It's like having a big hole in your heart or your lungs. Makes it hard to breathe. Makes life a lot more difficult, a lot less fun. For Casey's birthday and for my grandma's that's coming up, I pray for closure. People know what happened, or at least someone does. And someday, no matter what, they're gonna have to answer to God. Casey, we love you so much and we miss you. I look forward to seeing you again someday. Happy birthday. I hate to say this, but I only have a few memories of Casey left because it's been such a long time. But there's one that's always stood out to me. On Friday nights, our parents would take us to the skate place in Milan. Casey and Jesse would always be there. You know, we'd have a blast every time. One night in particular, uh, they had the snowball dance. Uh, if you're not familiar with what that is, uh, they'll play a slow song, kind of dim the lights, and everybody lines up along the walls. Uh, you wait for a pretty girl to skate by or your girlfriend to grab your hand and skate the song out. So I'm sitting there, a little chubby kid with thick glasses, you know, having no shot in the world. <laughs> and, uh, it's about halfway through the song and you know, I've got my head down and, uh, feelings are hurt you know, on the verge of tears and Casey was skating with uh, someone at the time and anyway so she ends up kind of letting the guy go and he sits on the wall and I'm thinking what is she doing and she skates right over to me and puts her hands out you know off we skated uh, that's one thing that 
about Casey has always stood out as, you know, she, she always cared for you and she would do things like that, you know, that just stood out and, you know, her being at that age where, you know, it's so easy to be judged and what is Casey doing, you know, she's skating with that little kid, you know, it's so easy to be made fun of, but Casey could have cared less, you know, she just wanted to, you know, bring me up, make me happy and just make my night and, you know, my whole life ever since that, that night, that stuck with me. And um, anyway, she would have been 35 years old today and someone, stripped her of the life she could have had she would have had kids by now and it, it breaks my heart to think you know of what could have been and someone took all that away from her but you better bet I'll never give up on her Casey we're gonna keep fighting for you I just want to tell you that we love you happy birthday Casey I was there when you was born. I watched you grow up. You've always been such an angel. Everybody loved taking you places with them. You're just such a sweet little angel. And I know someday I'm going to see you in heaven. I might not find out on this earth what happened to you, but I will see you in heaven, darling. And just remember, we love you. And whether it was an accident or... Whatever, I pray before I die, I get to find out what happened to you. And I hope Gigi gets to find out and the rest of your family. And I love you, darling. You're just a precious angel, and you always will be. Love you. We miss you so much. Bye. I remember taking you on vacation with us when you were about eight or nine years old. We went to the beach, and you just loved playing in the ocean. You loved being in the pool. And God, Justin and Lucas were just, you know, so happy that you were there. It makes me smile to think that, you know, I brought some happiness to your life. And God, Casey, I wish you were here with us today. You'd be 35 years old. I mean, you'd be married and probably have kids. And God, I know your kids would be beautiful. I mean, no doubt. Look at you. Casey, I pray every day that we find out what happened to you and that whoever did this will eventually be found out and that you'll get the justice you deserve. Just know that your family's fighting for you, your family, your friends, you know, the guy that's made this podcast, uh, the police officers, investigators on your case. God, I just wish you were here. Happy birthday in heaven, Case. I love you. So when I got this message from Lucas, um, of course, I was happy to oblige. Um, I've got countless memories of Casey and I. And um, just to refresh, um, beginning in, looks like September, but there may be some in August, too. I started writing letters to Casey like we always did. Uh, letters back and forth to each other, and I would bet there's... 50 plus letters from 1996 all the way up to 1999 of different things that were happening in our lives and I was trying to keep her posted as to what was going on in our social circles and um, I've run across a lot of things that I had forgotten about um, that happened through investigations and uh, different rumors and things but I don't think any of them ever panned out but anyway I just thought I would 
read one of these letters. Um, this one was written to Casey from me on September 1st, 1996. And again, these are just letters I wrote as if she were here with me. But um, I said, Casey, hey friend, how are you? Not good, huh? Well, join the club. I'm so worried about you. I wish you would just walk in or call or something. I hate not knowing anything. I just hope you're reading this. I think I would just go crazy if I were to lose you. It's been hard enough these last two weeks. I know wherever you are, no matter what is happening, God's taking care of you, though. I've prayed these last two weeks more than I think I have my entire life. And I know that's terrible to say, but God is all I have to turn to now. Casey, I love you to death. We're best friends. Hell, we're practically sisters. We've always been there for each other. To tell the truth, I can't even remember the last big argument we had. I know we've been through a lot together, and yeah, I know we're not perfect. You've done some stuff that a lot of people would not ever have expected of you. But who's to say that you have to live up to everybody's expectations? Be yourself. <clears throat> Make your own decisions. And you know, I've always told you what I thought about your actions. My opinion only. But like I say, it's your life. And I mean, I hate when people try to tell me how to live my life. So you just do what you want to do. And you've done the same for me. My point is, is we've never gotten to the point of saying, stop it now or I'm gone. Although I've gotten pretty damn close. Because I didn't want to be around to see you get hurt. But the more I thought about it, I figured we could work it out and get past it. Our friendship was more important. Now, once we start to get back on track, this shit happens. This stuff is really big, Casey. I've never seen anything like it. I've been questioned, interviewed, talked to by the police, the FBI, the missing children's places, and about a million more. Your face is in almost every public establishment in West Tennessee. All we need now is for you to come home. All of your family and friends and the church is so upset, and we're doing everything humanly possible to find out what happened to you. We're just putting faith in God because he works in mysterious ways. Always remember we're BFF, friends forever. Please come home. I love you. And that's just one of many letters that I wrote to her. Um, with the full intentions of giving her this box of letters when she came home, never dreaming that it would be 21 years and I'm still in possession of these letters, and she's never gotten to read them. Um, I've spent many birthdays without her, um, but if I could see her now, of course, I would hug her neck, and I would just, uh, you know, just try to, just try to try to make her birthday a happy one. But um, in reality, it's been so long; it's hard to uh, keep. Keep that thought that that, that 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 opportunity will come for us. Now it's just a hope for justice for her um, and that we can have closure for her and closure for her family and that, uh, you know, on her birthday and on special times when she crosses my mind, I have a place to lay flowers and just mourn my friend. Um, this has been incredibly hard for me as her best friend. Um to go through all the things in my life that have happened thus far, that I have no doubt that she would have been right beside me. I mean, we were 14 when this happened. So high school had barely gotten started. She doesn't know what it's like to 
you know, cheer on our football team for the state championship games that our class just led, and that was a really big deal for our class. And, um, you know, Mylan is covered up with school spirit, and I have no doubt she would have been right in the middle in the thick of all of that. Um, school dances, you know, riding the strip, going to prom, you know, college and kids and marriage and everything that comes in between, you know, that was all taken from her, and it's not fair. Um, somebody knows something, and it's just been too long. It's been hard on all of her family. It's been hard on all of her friends. And, um, you know, it's at the point where she's almost at a, uh, what, you know, like what an urban legend. It's something that somebody has heard about because, so you know, there are teenagers now that weren't even born when this happened, but they hear about it and they hear about this girl from Milan. And, you know, it's, she's a person. She had a life. She was fun. Um, you know, she made everybody laugh. She just had an infectious smile, and it's just no one deserves whatever happened happened to them, but especially her. She had a very bright future. Um, so I would just plead to all of the listeners of the podcast, um, to anybody that knows somebody who may know something, no information is is too small. There's no details that are too small. If there's something that you think that might be helpful to bring in closure to her case, please come forward.